won't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I am your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. Just when we thought Supercoach couldn't get any tougher, we looked up to the sky and Lord Blue, Freddie Fitlas, gave a big F you to all Supercoaches. Popular players Moses, Cook and Robson were all prize selections, whilst other popular round 16 players such as Welsh, Aoli Katoa, Greg Marju have all found novel ways to be missing this week for their owners. This all on the back of Fafita, Cleary and Walker all going down last week. Some say they may have nowhere to turn, but you can always turn to the pod pod. And here tonight to help you, I've got two very, very experienced and doing pretty well super coaches. First up tonight, we've got 2014 third place overall finisher, coach of the Casa Bonitas, all the way from London, Danny Boy Rick. Stan, welcome back to the pod pod. Yeah, thank you, Matty. You finally finally got my pedigree credentials. Spot on, wasn't it? It was. I was. I can I could hear the practice in your voice. So very happy with that. Uh, yeah, bit bit of a dot ball for me this week. Twelve twenty, uh, still kicking along. I think top four thousand. Uh, very well. I've missed a bit of the carnage, even though I've had a couple of injuries this week. I've still got some really good numbers. So just tossing up whether to be really conservative uh, or just go really hard and try to get as many premiums for this week as I can. So we'll see if I can if I can figure it out over today. The uh, the definition for the round just gone, round 15, was um, very much about captains and sit starts. How did you fare on that front? Uh, no good with the captain. Um, I, I I did want to VC Garrick after Cody was out, but I didn't end up doing it, uh, just just forgot about it. And uh, that was a bit unfortunate. And then Captain Nico Hines. So definitely could have yep. done some done some better work there. And I also went conservative on the halfback situation. I decided to hold Cleary which turned out terrible because the only real options all went pretty much 100 plus. They all turned up. They all turned up, every one of them. <laughs> yeah, every one of them turned up. So that was that was a poor move. So I'm really, really stuck for next week. I'll probably probably just hold on the Cleary trade again this week and wait till wait till round 17 comes along. Yeah, I, I was the same as you. Um, was going to advise Captain Garrick took it off with a few minutes to go, then Captain Hines. The worst part for me, though, was that, um, I was saying to Chris pre-show that I didn't realize that I actually could, if I didn't VC in the Manly game, that I couldn't loop. I had no loop mm. options. That's just a really good lesson for everyone. If you are going to loop, make sure you, that fits in with your plans because it's cost me about 150 points, I reckon, on the weekend. So, yeah, really disappointing. Um, and my sit starts went wrong as well. I sat CNK and Preston, both went 90 or around there and Ooh, played. That's tough. Yeah, played, played Ellie Katoa, jo- Alex Johnston. Um, who I would have probably got as an AE anyway, and but yeah, just just a real rough weekend for my twelve hundred and um, nine, I think. So yeah, anyway, well, um, onwards and upwards. I'm down to seven and a half thousand um, in the ranks, but uh, and a few few moves to make this week, given some of those outs that I mentioned at the top of the show. Our other sure. guest tonight, our other guest tonight, um, uh, he's he was a little bit he was a little bit he had a pretty tough round. He's he's still ranked around the top thousand, I believe, but. Um, he was very pleased because he's an avid Sharks fan and he didn't make the trip south to Melbourne. Um, it's a big welcome to uh, coach of C-Mac Shark Attack, Chris. Chris, I imagine that you're feeling very um, chuffed about not dragging the family 800 kilometres south. Yeah, it would have been brutal. Um, luckily, uh, well, not luckily, Louis was crook and there was a bit of the flu going around, so we pulled the pin on the trip, thank God, because that Sunday afternoon, which... You know, promised to be a wonderful arvo, just would have turned into a disaster uh, as a as as a family of shark fans. But anyhow, um, super coach wise, it wasn't much better to be honest. I had a pretty tough week. Uh, dropped dropped down about eight hundred spots, um, just outside the top thousand. Um, much much like you two, just a lot of the um, a lot of the storylines I just heard from you two were pretty much where I was at too. Like um, you know, nearly VC Garrick ended up going sure star like. Great thinking, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, not 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 a, not a great week. So uh, hopefully, uh, a couple of good trades this week and um, yeah, green arrows and some positivity. It's a good lesson as well. Like guys who have a ceiling, like the whole narrative all week was like oh, Garrick in the centers. Like, should we even play him? And it's just like, well, the guy the guy goal kicks for Manly. They're they're at home to the Dolphins. Like, 
that's always in the range of outcomes that they can score 10 tries and he happened to score three of them. But even if he didn't, he would have gone huge anyway. So um, sometimes you got to get, you got to cut through the, the prevailing narrative, but it's not always easy. Um, and just, just, just back up on the, on the data. Um, right. Let's, uh, let's get into the crux of the pod. Uh, quick update on Queenstown to kick us off tonight. Um, Dan, we're not really making any headway, are we? No, no, it's looking looking unattainable now. Uh, I think we made 20 points up on the lead this week. So Chris and John are still, still 700 plus in front. Uh, I think we'll, we'll have to definitely concede in the next two rounds if something yeah. something doesn't happen. So uh, And then Tubes and Dad well ahead of us, 346 points in front. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a great year for Chris and Jono. Hopefully, hopefully they keep the ball rolling. They're working well yeah. as a team. Uh, when Chris failed on the weekend, John had picked up the picked up the dregs there. So, uh, yeah, it's just you know not that much of interest to me right now. Great rugby league <laughs> term picked up picked up the dregs. Don't hear it much anymore. Rabs <laughs> Warren used to love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, um, the Pod Pod group. So, um, Craig, coach of Birdman's Bullets, has surged ahead. He had a huge thirteen fifty five on the weekend. So, well done, Craig. Um, he's in 27th spot overall, uh, ahead of Sean, coach of Sean Bright, Mick, who is 126th overall. So some of the boys doing really well there. Um, all right, let's get into, um, a bit of a topic for tonight, guys. I wanted to talk through, um, with so much carnage, um, there's going to be a lot of people heading for the max trade button this week, myself included. Um, I had, I was sitting very comfortable last week. I already had 12 ready to go this week and then turn up on teamless Tuesday and I've got nine. So um, it's been it's been carnage, and the topic that I wanted to raise for discussion, and I'll start with you, Dan, is um, numbers for round sixteen, round seventeen, and round nineteen, and how how your numbers for those rounds can impact the trades that you're going to make this week around where you need to be overweight, where you need to be underweight for the rounds ahead, so that you're not going to run into bother down the track. Yeah, it's a very team dependent question, but in general. Uh, I think you want to get at least 13 out this week, obviously. Um, the issue is the options, the buy options this week are all Sharks, Bulldogs and Tigers, uh, which don't play next round. And I think it's going to be actually a very, very tough round, round 17, uh, given the, the the origin carnage that's going to ensue and then injuries of this week and people having to flip changes. So, again, I'm looking towards it. you want at least – 18 to 19 players for round 17, uh, considering your trades this week. So don't just load up on those Sharks, Bulldogs and Tigers. Uh, and then ultimately it's it's going to be over the next few rounds, you're looking at only bringing in keepers for the rest of the seasons, obviously depending on trades. I'm quite low, so it's, it's really looking at bottom price cheapies or nothing outs and then getting anyone that I can, it looks like a, a gun for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I think probably an ideal, if you count up your numbers at the moment, you'd want obviously the numbers for this week, you want 18, 19 for round 17, and then probably at least 10 at the moment running for round 19. Yeah, Chris, I'd probably go a step further. You and I were chatting pre-pod about the numbers for 17 and the, you know, very popular teams who play both 16 and 19 are Sharks, Dogs and, and Tigers who Dan alluded to. What do you think the right number is, um, heading into this weekend after you've made your trades for round 17, given that those three teams aren't playing, but also you've got origin backups um, with some pretty unfavorable timing, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Dan alluded to probably the number you want in around that you want 18 or 19. So if you've got, you know, Heinz, Renato, the Talakais, the Nickers, it's probably I wouldn't want more than five Sharks, Tigers and Bulldogs players. Uh, to go with your Damian Cooks, your, um, you know, whoever else you've got backing up from Origin Teddies um, because, you know, it could be carnage next Wednesday night. It could be carnage, um, you know, um, for the final team lists. Yep. So you really want as much wriggle room as you possibly can. So, look, I, I wouldn't be having more than five. That would be my number. Yeah, I think um, the other the other point to make is you need to be careful about particularly halfback with Nico because if you run if you want to bring Burton in for someone like Moses you probably want to do it at 58 because then you'll have no halfback next week or you'll have to be forced into a trade that you probably don't want to make 
um, given that neither of those two sides play. Um, so just something to be very front of mind, I think, this week when making trades is just count up, even put in a spreadsheet and look who you're going to have available, look where you might be a bit weak um, because, yeah, that round 17 I think is going to be very tricky. Round 20 to an extent as well, but one of the teams playing that week is the Dragons who no one owns any of their players, so shouldn't have as many problems there. It's Raiders and Souths on the buy as well. Um, so, yeah, so very tricky kind of period to navigate and everyone's starting to run low on trades. So um, definitely as much planning from for this sort of three to four rounds as, as possible I think is a good idea. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right, let's head into our analysis of positions for the week. Um, we've obviously only got five games this week, um, and some of the positions are overweight with options and some are underweight. Um, front row forward comes to mind. There's, there's not many options at all, so we've got a um, – We've got a we've got a quick uh we've just got a quick segment there. Uh, let's kick off with Hooker, Chris. I'll start with you, um, and I want to hear from Dan on this guy as well because he's a very interesting option and I think he'll be very popular. Is uh, Jake Simpkins from the Tigers? He's only two hundred thirty two k, break even of minus twenty two. He will go into the number nine jersey uh, vacated by Appy Corasau, who's out for a minimum of six weeks with a double fractured jaw. Sounds very painful. Um, Chris, there's a young gun. Um, on the bench, who great name? Yeah, his. I was going to say his name escapes me, but um, I'm going to look it up. And he's Talon de Talon Talon de Silva. Talon de Silva sounds like a uh, Sri Lankan rooster to me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> how um, like is is Simkin a trap at that price? Like he's he's definitely a huge enabler. He's going to play the big two buy rounds, like we said. Um, he's pretty tempting, isn't he? Oh, he's very tempting. But I, I think you touched on. It. I think um, with you know this um, this young gun this young gun on the bench um, comes with 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 some huge wraps, strained schoolboy and the like. So I think he's going to get a fair chunk of minutes. Um, he'll be around as well. But yeah, I've I've got a sense that Simpkin uh, could be a little trappy. Um, I'm not going to go anywhere near him. Uh, it just it just feels it just feels like he's going to be playing forty to fifty minutes, yep. and I don't know if he'll have that output. Dan, the other thing with Simkin that you need to consider is he's a, an absolute trade out um, after round 19. So you got to consider that it's a two trade move even further the cash that he's going to generate. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of a spot now hooker that you don't really want to be having to make lots of trades. A lot of people have got a running Cookie and, and Harry now, so they're kind of set and for to get. Uh, people will definitely be wanting to get away from Sonny Luke. Uh, obviously, he plays this week, but you're probably expecting a similar output of 20. Uh, so he's a definite upgrade if he can. But as you alluded to, it's 20. It's it's a trade to Simkin, and then it's a trade up from there as well. And I, I think he's a trap. If this guy is any good, he's going to get a fair bit of game time. Uh, Simkin, I don't think Sheens thinks he's an 80-minute player. So he's a bit trappy for me. The one is similar, uh, and I know that I don't think he's even on the run, sh- run sheet, but um, is hands, hands across America for uh, <laughs> for Paramount. For Paramount. <laughs> um, Surely Hodgson's, is Hodgson not anywhere on the horizon there? Like I, I read that he was injured. Hodgson's not even in the team, yeah, so he's injured. Um, again, a little bit trappy, but he's he's an 80-minute hooker, but there is – there's one guy on the bench for them, and I don't know who he is. Luca Moretti is he? A, is he? Nah, a he's a prop. He's a prop. Yeah. No, so he's he's going to get 80 minutes this weekend. He's 236k. If he can jag a few few good games and play 80 minutes in round 19 as well, I think he's a, he's also an option. But I'd probably be looking up uh, to the likes of someone like um, Reed Marnie from the Bulldogs. I'd probably yep. probably look to him because I think you can carry him as a second keep a second hooker for the rest of the year. You wouldn't play him in your final seventeens, really, but he's just cover for Harry Grant. Who are the trade outs at hooker though this week, Dan? Like, there's not really obvious aside from like a sunny, maybe sunny Luke. Who else are people trading out at hooker? No idea. No, absolutely no idea. They're, like you got Cookie, Harry. People have keepers there. Reese Robson. You can't. I don't think he's a trade out. Robson. JMK uh, this week. JMK. I, I don't know about JMK's in, injury. Uh, I think it was an AC joint and he re-aggravated. Yeah. So I think if he if he misses round 17, 18, 
and 19, particularly that buy round, uh, he's a definite trade out. But uh, yeah. again, comes down to how many trades you got. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to hold Cookie. Um, I think you can hold Cookie safely through to round 18, and then come round 19, Cookie could be a trade out. He misses 19, 20, and then 26. Um, and for all our head-to-head players out there, I know there's a few of you. Round 26 is the grand final week, so you actually don't want South players if you're head-to-head focused. Um, you're going to want not want them in your final team. So Cookie, I think, is a hold through to 18. He's pretty durable. He should only get 45 minutes, I think, in Origin 2. So he should be right to back up, but I wouldn't be trading him out. Harry's an obvious hold. Robson, like you said. So, yeah. All right, moving on to front row forward now. And as I said, um, one only one player to talk about here. Um, and, yeah, everyone else isn't really an option. So um, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to combine a, a little segment here, which is our, our Tubes' mailbag, sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock, bringing that forward this week. Um, win a 2.5% share in a horse. We, we do love questions coming in, be it on Twitter or on WhatsApp or wherever you can get a hold of the pod pod. Um, had a good game of golf with uh, Chief Baggy the other day, uh, Dicko. He, uh, he's in good form and loving the pod and loving Supercoach this year. He's very keen to kick off a draft league though next year with the pod pod feedback uh, crew. So looking forward to that. Um, but this week's question comes in from Right Hand Bat on Twitter, um, Jay. And his question is, thoughts on Nass as a pod, only 2% ownership. Um, he's obviously coming off a pretty decent score on the weekend. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. What um, what are your thoughts on Big Nassie's? I think he, I believe he's about mid four hundreds. Yeah, four forty. He's coming off eighty on the weekend, um, so you know he, he should have a very manageable break even. Um, pretty good, pretty good matchup against the Tigers too. Um, look, in saying all those things, uh, he's not for me, but I can definitely understand um, having a look at Big Nass. Because he, he can he can jag an attacking stat here and there and and you know they do have a fairly friendly draw over the next two weeks Tigers Manly um, and Manly they play in in Melbourne so um, at that two percent probably going to make you some cash I don't have the trades for it but I can definitely understand um, if you needed if you needed another body for this week why um, why someone would be looking at Big Nass Dan his minutes were inflated on the weekend because he jumped onto the edge when Eli Katoa went down with his HIA um, and subsequent eye injury, which has ruled him out this week. He's been named at prop this week. It's probably unlikely he may fill in on the edge, but it's probably unlikely he sees those sixty-two minutes again. Um, is that a source of concern for you? Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of interest in Nas uh, earlier in the season. He's he's obviously a try score in front row forward, a tackle buster, sometimes goes to the edge. I think in terms of your minutes, as you discussed, it's probably looking about 45 to 50 minutes would be the expected. Uh, and I think that's okay for him. In terms of long-term viability for Nass, I could definitely see you running him as your third front row forward yep. uh, at his price at 440K. So you're probably not looking at him like post bias, post origin in your in your final seventeen squad, but playing on matchups, playing with an injury, playing on buys, that sort of thing. So I don't see him as a bad option at his price. Yeah, I I like him on a couple of fronts. Um, I've never really been into him as a super coach option, but there's a couple of things that are that I don't mind about him right now. One is when they do have an injury, he's the man to step his minutes up. So there's been three times this year. Uh, sorry, two times this year where he's gone up to sort of that 58 to 62-minute range. Um, and he's also got another game at 53 minutes. So he can step it up above 50 when when needed, um, which is obviously great. Price is right, 441K. Um, I think he's probably a, um, a sort of more 500K fair price. And, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I've got Horsburgh and Tarpany um, in my front row at the moment, so I'm going to have to shift one of them to the second row for around 20 um, at least. Um, I've got Welsh as my third front rower at the moment, which is very frustrating given he's suspended this week. But I'm going to have to think about how I manage um, that moving forward because round 20 is going to come and I'm going to need two front rowers. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think third or fourth front rower, you probably want a cheapy enough at fourth front row to finish the year. Definitely, but, um, definitely. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I think think third front rower. So verdict there, right-hand bat is I think – Yes, is a decentish option for Pod and probably the only yeah. relevant front front row purchase this week. I, I'd say if you're looking, if you're down the ranks and you're looking for for a bit of flair, 
is definitely an option. I'd probably I would probably be more conservative if you're if you're up there and you're trying to trying to maintain because his volatility just throws you off. Like you could you could you could pick him against the Tigers and he plays 35 minutes and does nothing and then you could pick him against the Panthers and he he scores two and and plays 60. So it's 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 going to be hard to play him on matchups even. Uh, you can't play. You season. can't play him. You can't play him in normal weeks. It's only if yeah. it's only if you're really stretched. You have an injury. So, mm. yep. All right. Moving on to second row forward now, uh, and a couple of big options this week. One who's been on the radar for the last month is Britton Nakora from the Sharks. He scored 55 on the weekend with a sin bin. Um, Chris, he's been in really good form for Cronulla. He hasn't really been jagging the attacking stats, but he looks very likely. Um, Sharks coming to a, a pretty good run of games. Um, to finish the year, he's pretty much a set and forget if you don't have him, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I think he's a set and forget. Sharks have got one more buy. Um, they've got a really good run in, in terms of their draw. Um, as you mentioned, he hasn't got the attacking stats, but always looks likely. Um, you know, 55 on the weekend when they got beat by 50 and he got sinbid. So that's a pretty good indication of, of, um, you know yeah. what 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 his worst looks like. So no, definitely. If you don't have Brit, I'd be jumping on him this week. Yeah, I bought him three weeks ago, and since then he hasn't scored a try. I had a try assist, um, but he's had gone 61, 69, 55. And so if he didn't get sin binned at sixty five, and you maybe you can say that he would have got another seven or eight points while he was on the field, then even just in base. So yeah, you're talking about high sixties without any tries or try assist. Um, Pretty incredible, really. Um, Dan, I like probably not much more to say on Nicara. Just I think he's a very good option at 664k. If you can get him in and you don't have too many Tigers, Sharks, and uh, Bulldogs, then lock him in. Definitely. Like just easy set and forget. He's got to be the pick of the buyers, I think, this week, like in terms of keepers at that price. Definitely. 660k. Yeah. Showing a lot on Nico's edge. Like Nico's going to be fired up, missing Origin. This week, Sharky's on the bounce back, so playing the Bulldogs. So yeah, lock him in. If we were going bold predictions, I'd go. I'd go bold prediction. Um, Nikora Tun this week, calling it early. I love it. Far out. Let's go, Sharkies, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to get the lot. I thought Burton was going to get picked for fourteenth or eighteenth man, and that we'd keep Nico, and like we just win by eighty. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> surely we can bounce back at home. Um, I was really oh. hoping they were going to drop Moylan and, and Wade, but Fitzy's a loyal man. Anyway, uh, Dan, the other option uh, I've got written down here, and someone who I'm pretty keen on, he just hasn't really been getting it done. It's it's Aldi Koala Matangi, um, Ola Kawatu. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's definitely an option still, 520K. Uh, poor big Ola. I mean, I don't know. He's just maybe just not, not as interest, interested. I don't think he's been the same since that Pride round debacle last year. Like he just hasn't hasn't come back. But uh, still, he still looks big and strong. He gets the ball. He's gonna have. They're gonna have to play him this week, Manly. They're gonna have to give him as much ball as possible if they want to get over the line. It's gonna be very tough for them. So a definite option. Again, if you're up the ranks, I'd just leave him be. He's not gonna not gonna cause you too much too much damage. I don't think. Considering Manly don't play round nineteen either. Uh, so it's more just looking at who are the big premiums this week specifically, uh, and he's and he's there at a decent price. Yeah, I'm I'm hard to get enthused, but I feel like he is one guy who's very cheap now that could go big for the rest of the year, and like if he can jump on him at the right time, that it could pay pretty handsome dividends. Um, all right, let's get through there. That's all we had on second row. Pretty quiet second row forward tonight. As we said, we'll try and skip through these positions pretty quick, given um, there's only five games. So halfback. Chris, one name on the run sheet to talk about. Um, we'll talk about Burton at 5'8", but um, Jerome Hughes came out and busted 120 or something on the weekend. He's 590K. Um, for people who are looking to trade out Mitch Moses, um, is he your number one pick at halfback? Yeah, definitely. I'm looking to trade Cleary to him. I held Cleary last week, which probably cost me 100 and 500 ranks, yep. but on we go. Um, so, yeah, Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Look, I, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago in the pot. He hasn't looked too bad, but it just hasn't turned into super coach points yet. It did on the weekend. It was um, it wasn't great to see him play so well, but um, in terms of bringing him in, he's got a really good matchup this week against the Tigers. He, he is 
He doesn't play 19, but they have a pretty they like they're pretty well. I think that's their last it buy. Is, the that's their last buy. Yep. in 19. So you know he he is he could be that um, that halfback option to go up against um, your, uh, your your premium options um, for the run home. So I'm bringing him in. Uh, it may be a rental. It may not. We'll just see how it goes. But I think uh, I think he's a no brainer. Yeah, I, I see him as a – I think, like, you have to run home with, with Nick Uncleary. I don't know that that's a discussion um, to be had personally. So what do we got? What, what So Cleary will be back 21, 22? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. so Hughes is going to make some money now, which is the important thing. So if you can get from Hughes to Cleary, like, for, like, 100, 150K, I think that's perfect. I think that that's your kind, that should be your plan with Hughes. Um yeah, I just I don't really see. Like you said, Storm do have a good run in, but Cleary uh, he's just got a way smaller ceiling than Cleary. Um, Dan Nico is probably the other one we need to talk about. I think most of most people own him already, but like you can't really afford to go without Nico now, given Sharks play sixteen and nineteen, and he's not playing Origin. Yeah, I haven't even considered it, but there's probably people who've obviously dropped Nico, and then. He's now playing, so they've got to look to get him back in. I think if you've still got Cleary in your side, it's the easiest switch ever. Like, just just do that. Uh, and he's he's going to be such a good option, particularly for this weekend. So, yeah, he's an easy he's an easy pickup at his price. You know, high seven hundreds. Yeah, um, pick up Nico if you can. Yeah, it's a bit annoying because Mo, like Cleary's an obvious trade, and so is Moses. Really, like if you own Moses and Johnson, for instance, Moses to Nico is easy peasy. Yeah. Really easy. I think you're right in saying that it, it will be. I mean, Nico and Cleary for the run home. I'm gonna. I'm, for me personally, I'm going to wait. I would pick up Jerome Hughes, but I have Cameron Munster, so I I don't really like that in terms of team balance. I don't like having both both halves from the same team. Considering you got Harry Grant, it's it's going to be a rare thing that's what happened on the weekend when they all get a ton. The hooker, the halfback, and the five eight. So. Just for my team balance, I'm going to wait and, and probably pick up SJ next week for round 19. Storm have also got a tricky little run where you're going to want Hughes there as well. Like they've got Panthers in round 18 and then they got the Roosters at away in round 20, which is never an easy game at the SCG. Um, for some reason, it's at the SCG. Oh, that'd be for Women's World Cup. Yep. So um, like I know the Roosters aren't setting the world alight, but that's um that's still not an easy game for Hughes up there. So yeah, a bit to consider there with Hughesy. All right, five eight. Um, two names here from the Bulldogs that I wanted to chat about, um, and we'll touch on Ponga at fullback. But um, Chris Burton and Olawapu. Um, let's start with Olawapu, um, the young five eight. Um, I'm going to go straight out and go trap. He scored seventy two on the weekend. He's only two hundred thirty k. I don't really know if people are looking at him an option, but I just don't know. You can clog up key spine positions with a cheapy with a low floor. Absolutely not. No, no way. Couldn't entertain the idea. Um, even at the, it wouldn't matter what price. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Feels trappy. Um, it, you need premium players in in your big positions. Five eight's one of them. Yeah, no way. Dan Matty Burton. Uh, he's hit, he's had a pretty hot run of form. Um, coming off a 90, 91 on the weekend. He's now seven hundred k, which is feels like he's maxed out a bit. Pretty tricky price to bring in at, but does play 16-19 as alluded to. Yeah, I, I love Matty Burton as a football player. I think watching watching him is is great. And when he's on form, he can he can definitely cut it with the top tier halves of Supercoach. So uh I think he's again he's a good option this week if if your team uh fits it. We've spoken about having him at halfback with Nico. They both miss next week, which might not be terrible if you're only running out of flat 17 uh, because you'll get the the AE of your of your 17 player anyway. Uh, but then if you get someone, you know, going down like a Harry Grant, you might be in big trouble. So uh, definite option for your second 5'8". Uh, and yeah, he's good to watch. He can go a bit quiet, but as he's moved to that halfback position, I think he's getting all the quality ball. He's goal kicking. I saw Flano scored two four tries in New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Yeah, um, I, I think Flano. I think Oluwapu's uh, still still going to get the get the job. So 
uh, yeah, I'm not keen on Oluwapu. He scored a great try on the weekend. He looks great and he looks like a great player for the future, but he's not He's not coming anywhere near my Supercoach team. A couple of things um, on the risk side for Burton for me are the Dogs have still got two buys left, so he's not really a run-home option in round 17 and then round 23. We spoke about the risk of 17 already. Um, and then the other thing, oh, my goodness, what escaped my mind. Um, just, just oh, sorry, State of Origin 3. So New South Wales has still got a ton of injuries and he's very versatile. So it wouldn't shock me at all to see him in um, in the Blues team for State of Origin 3. Um, so just sort of, you know, obviously you won't see Jerome Hughes in New South Wales for State of Origin 3. So, you know, just a, like it's not, I would say it's something like a 20% chance, 25% chance. So just something to factor in um, when selecting Burton. All right, let's push on to center wing. So probably the busiest position of the week. And Dan, I know you got to take off um, a bit early, so hopefully we can get some of it through the center wings before you need to. But um, uh, let's kick off. Where should we start at center wing? Uh, Chris, let's start with the Sharkies, hey? Um, Ronaldo has been kind of on everyone's radar. He's relatively highly owned, um, and he's sort of dropped to a, a purchasable price now. He's he's had a funny few weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He, like, he had an absolute shocker against... Um... Uh, the Broncos. He scored a seventy-three on the weekend. Uh, look, Ronaldo. I don't. I don't own, and I'm not going to bring in this week, just because I've got too many Sharks, Tigers, uh, Bulldogs players already. But um, if I didn't, I'd definitely be looking to bring Ronaldo in this week. Um, yeah, noted try scorer. Day game against the Bulldogs at Shark Park. I reckon there's at least a try, if not a double, and there's a good couple of super coach scores coming. Uh, again, I mentioned it earlier um, with uh, another one of the Sharks players. They've got their last buy next week, and they've got a really nice, cushy run home. A um, couple yep. of tough games, but all in all, it's pretty good. I think it's a good time to go under any other if you want him in your final team. Those last four games, Titans at home, Cowboys away, Newcastle away, Canberra at home, doesn't get much better than that. Um for a run home, Dan, and he's um he's a he's a safe, very safe sort of top six center wing for your run home as well. So you 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 buy it, you buy him this week, and then you're keeping him. Yeah, that's he's again good option. I think all those sharks boys are options this week. I'm a bit hesitant on Talakai. I just I haven't really liked what I've seen. Although in saying that, I think the narrative is tougher than the the output. Like he's had some really good weeks before the last couple. Yeah, he could be a sneaky pod. To be fair. He's probably a bit overpriced. I think Talakai's a bit overpriced, but uh, Ronaldo, you're gonna you're gonna easily play on matchups. Uh, he'll be top four to six center wings. You just don't play him in the really hard games. Uh, but he's a guy that can can go berserk against the the lowly teams. So I, I, he is definitely the pick of the bunch. But yeah, him, Nicara, Hines. If you can have all those three in your team this week, I think it's pretty good. Sifa, Sifa um, has been copping a very bad rap, but he actually had his highest basing game of the year on the weekend at 41. So he scored 41 and 41 in base. Um, so, like, the you know, you think that that's still relatively good. It's just 672K. I just feel like Ronaldo is a better option for cheaper um, and probably a bit safer. So I think you could wait on Talakai anyway. Like, he's, they've got eight. So after they buy around 17, they've got Dragons, Tigers, Warriors, 18, 19, 20. So you get Sifa at a discounted price. You get him beat this week and pick him up at 600K. You can definitely hold him for the run home and he's going to be a very safe um, safe baser who can go on big runs as well. I'm telling you still, Jesse Ramian is severely underpriced and he's going to go ballistic one of these weeks. Um, that was not his game on the weekend against a rampant storm and the Sharks couldn't get out of their own way. Um, but he's 486K, 88K and... If you want a pod, please keep on Rami, and I'm telling you, he's going to do some good things at some point. Mm. That's an interest. That's an interesting one, Matt. Actually, um, would you pick up Rami over Kuraz? Same price now, both 480k. That's a yes from me. The only thing holding me back is like the wingers' ceilings are just generally capped. Now Rami does have a ceiling; like he can go 100 plus very easily with a double. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm still I'd be Ramian over Karaz still. Just I feel like Karaz isn't back to his best yet. He's not getting the tackle bus, so yeah, I'll I'll stick with Ramian over Karaz. Um, all right, Storm, Chris, Nick Meany, 
Uh, Paps looks like he's sort of come out and debunked the uh, the rumours that he's back in three to four weeks. So Meany's got some clear air. Jeezy looks good. Um, he's certainly a, a premium option. He's such a good player. He's He's been so good all year. Um, I know we talk about it sometimes about, you know, passing the eye test. That 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 is it personified for me. He's just been fantastic. Um, super coach wise, rugby league wise, he's he's just doing such a good job. Um, I think I mentioned it last week. Any time you've got a goal kicker for the Melbourne Storm, who's yeah, they're, they're going to score well, so and he's always going to be relevant. Um, you've got that um, he's dual as well, so you can have him in the um, obviously centre wings where you where you'd mainly have him, but in your bye weeks and whatnot, you might be able to flick him down like this week if you're struggling. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm all over Nick Meany. I don't think I can bring him in this week. But with that Paps news that he's still a fair way away, this, like I, I think he's a really good pickup um, for, the, for, if not the run home, definitely for, for the next sort of six to eight. Dan, um, we've spoken a lot about round 17, 19 tonight. There's a team who plays both of those rounds who has their buy in round 18, which is not an issue at all because you'll have enough squad depth. Um, is the Eels. And someone who, oh, he's, look, let's call him, he's one of your boys, uh, Will Penasini. He's the original. He's the OG, my boy. The, the OG, your boy. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't looked. I've just, I've, I got, I got asked to talk about Will tonight by a couple of couple of followers. But, yeah, look, Will's, Will's averaging 61 this year. He's 577K, which isn't super cheap. I thought he might be a little bit cheaper than that. But uh, he's just, he's rock solid. In terms of like you know what you're going to get, and if you can get some attack, then you're on for a, for a good day. Yeah, yep, he's a definite option, great option for the buyers now as well. As you said, round 18. If as long as you don't have five stacking with five Parramatta players already, uh, I I think he's a definite option at 570k. Just at being a center, not as much upside to go berserk. I think I think you pretty much need, you would expect him to go 50 most weeks. Uh, with a double, he can turn up, uh, and then with a try, he's going 75-plus. So he's a definite good option, and you can keep him for the rest of the year. Just uh, just doesn't excite me that much. No, I know what you mean, but, yeah, he's there. Chris, a uh, couple of nights. Uh, well, let's talk about one because I might save the other one for my pot of the week. But um, one you wanted to have a chat about who's who's coming off a big ton on the weekend. He looks like a He looks like a big... I don't know. What's a big, like, nice car? Like, not a Ferrari. Like a Hummer. He looks like a Hummer at the moment. Oh, big Hummer. Yeah. Big Hummer. Dom Young um, from the Knights. He's around 500 and similar price to Panasini. Be good. Who would you rather, actually? But, um, yeah, he's he's right on the radar, I think, now, um, just given he's got that, you know, they look for him for tries through kicks and um, nice backline shifts outside Gagai. And, yeah, he's um, he's got to be some sort of option, I would have thought. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in Big Dom Young this um, this weekend um, against you know the Roosters who he signed with for next year, so he'd be wanting to have a big game against his uh, uh, soon to be teammates. Um, I, I just like the look at Dom Young; he gets you excited about footy. Um, the 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 uh, he's just sort of he's, he's coming off a hundred and a seventy nine, so you know there's some cash to be made, obviously, yep. but. I yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. BE minus five, five hundred and sixty-four K. Yeah. Yeah, two under two percent ownership. Big Dom Young. Get him in. Yeah. Oh. Yep. No, I uh he's like he's got he's put together a lot of good scores. The problem with Dom is he's got a he's got a very, very low floor. He's got four scores under twenty-six this year. Um but he still managed to average sixty-two points. So it's very much rocks and diamonds. Uh, but if you can ride the roller coaster and you want to keep him, um, you're probably going to get rewarded some weeks. Um, so probably uh, probably one to probably one for matchups. But in saying that, I'm even looking at the teams he's gone low against, and they're not that good. So um, you got to be you got to be. I think you just got to play him every week if you own him, and then hope for uh, one of those big 148s or 111s that we've seen from him this year. Uh, uh, Dan, a couple of cheap options which we'll just go through quickly, just in terms of. Nice purchases if you need the downgrades or traps. Um, Semi Valame coming off a huge 114 on debut for the Cowboys up there with a hat trick. Uh, 384K. I'm going to preempt you here going not a buy this week. No, put him in the bin. 
Like, I mean, Cowboys just Cowboys went ridiculous that game, bouncing back against yep. Melbourne, scored a hat trick. Uh, I don't know what his security like is in the side. Bad, bad, got to be bad, surely. You're just, you're just chasing a hat trick loaded up super coach score. So put him in the bin. The other one is Junior Powger from the Roosters. He's his third game. He's on the bubble, um, plays 16, which is good. Uh, his work rate's been pretty solid. He's, he looks like a, a, a pretty decent downgrade if you do need to free up cash. Yep, yep. Got the Knights. <laughs> like, what do I say? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just, just these guys now back into the year. Like, you want? I'm, I'm really just looking at premiums, and he's probably, he's probably cheap enough for a big downgrade. But like a lot of people, I'm flush for cash with these big guns going down. So, like. It's it's hard. I think if you've got a load of trades and you can do a lot of ins and outs and that sort of thing, then these these guys are options. But otherwise, I think you're just looking at guys you want to keep for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, I he's, think- he's not he's not the worst. He's not the worst in terms of you can plug him in. He, like he'd probably you'd probably buy him to keep him really like that cheap at center wing. Maybe you trade him in a pinch, but like he can kind of be your twenty third, twenty third, twenty fourth player. Um, at the back end of the year, there's a bit of risk. He's not even there at the back end of the year, so, so that's fine. He's just enough. Like it's not yeah. end of the world. It's not, and you can always he'll, he'll make he'll make money, and you can tr- you can trade him if you have to. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's so much. So many people just not interesting me this week. I don't I don't know what it is. No, but like there there aren't heaps of cheapies, and you are going to need downgrade. Some some super coaches out there are going to need downgrade options. So, um, you know, obviously people have been selling a lot of cash. Big, big, highly priced players the last few weeks. So most most super coaches are pretty flush, but I think he's probably the pick of the cheapies this week ahead of Simkin um, and Oluwapu. I definitely Chris. like him for that over those two. I've got a bit of a question just for you guys on how you'd play something like that with that power guard. Um, you know, he might, he could become a bit of a problem in that I, I don't know, I don't know job security wise. Also, I, I don't know if he's going to score that well. Would you not be better off if you just needed a number, plugging with a you know a Tom Jenkins from Penrith who's going to play this week, get his points, and then you've nuffed out, and then you've got that cash there anyway. The only thing is like seventeen. You're probably going yeah. to need that number. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, and maybe twenty also to round out the center wing chat. Um, it would be remiss of me not to mention the bet I had with Tubes. Uh, about five weeks ago, um, who would score the most points out of AJ and Tass over the five-round period, and somehow Tass has beaten me. So I owe Tubes a, a dinner. Uh, well done, Tubes. Great, great little pod pick. All the trimmings. All the yeah. Cody getting injured just really hurt me. But well, I got I got to shout it out because it was a pretty ballsy play by Tubes to bet Tass against AJ for that run. Our last position of the week is fullback as per usual. Danny Boy has had to take off. Uh, he's got a few patients over there to tend to in London. So uh, thanks for his contribution today. Chris, only a couple of names I wanted to talk about and then some pot options as well. Um, top of the pops this week is Clint Gutherson, who's coming off a huge hat trick, first half hat trick and 138 points against the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs, who missed 54 tackles, incidentally. Um He's 677K, BE of three, uh, as we spoke about, covers round 17 and round 19. Um, is he someone who could get on your radar, especially for trading out someone like Teddy? King Gutho on the King's birthday weekend, he goes berserk. Funny that. <laughs> um, yes, yes, definitely. Um, if, if I can definitely see the merit in trading a Teddy to Gutho, um, given that given that buy coverage he gives you, um, and he's got this... Got this uncanny ability to go Burko every now and then, um, Gutho. I um, I actually like that. I think Dan mentioned it pre-pod, and I hadn't given it any thought. Um, but yeah, looking at looking at their run, so Manly this week, the Dolphins, the buy in eighteen, which you can cover very comfortably, then yep. War- Warriors Gold Coast. So that's pretty juicy. That's really juicy, actually. And then cow- and then Cowboys in twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. And the dragons are there somewhere as well, so yeah, it's not too bad at all. I I think that 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 trade has a lot of merit. I think as well, Gutho is then so he's six seventy seven k, so not not premium price. 
you can then use that as the final stepping stone to your to your run home fullback. I think, be it sort of Latrell or or Ted or Turbo or maybe even back to Teddy or or dare I even say it, the highest averaging fullback, Jermaine Asako. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to mention him tonight. <laughs> broken, my, broken my own rule. I hate that bloke. Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah. In summary, though, like I'm, I've warmed up to that option after Dan Dan gave me that spiel pre-pod. Um, the next name on our list, Chris, is Kalen Ponga, the one and only of Albert Five Eight and fullback. Uh, he's just a tick over six hundred k. In the normal circum under normal circumstances, six hundred k is a steal for young Kalen, um, but he does have that head knock wrist, even head knock risk. Even if it is diminished slightly, playing fullback, he's coming off some very nice scores, um, sort of a hundred and a ninety in his last four games. Um, is he someone that you're entertaining this week? Yeah, I am. I am looking at Kalen um, more at at five eight, but um, yeah, definitely. I um. I just think I watched him on the weekend. That that was just a great game of footy. That that Broncos Knights game. Um, the both fullbacks in that game were, were electric, and it was just great to watch. I um, after watching him, he just yeah, it almost almost freed him up. That um, you know, pulling himself out of Origin selection, and I just yeah, I just think the next month of footy for Kalen could be pretty exciting. Uh, they their buy coverage obviously for this week is great. They play nineteen. Um, so you probably lean towards King Gutho if if it was a you know a two horse race yep. between those two, but I can definitely understand um, why people are trading in Kalen. Yeah, I think he's a very good option at five eight. Um, it's a bit of a roller coaster and a risk, obviously, with the head knocks because you don't only lose him for the in game, but then you lose him for the week after. So that's not really what you want at the moment, given the buys. Um, so I'm a little bit trepid to still go there, but. Uh, he'll be he'll be on my radar if it fits my my sort of fourth price uh, my fourth trade this week. Uh, a couple of expensive pods uh, who could be entertained this week are Scott Drinkwater and Dylan Edwards, both sort of seven hundred to eight hundred k. Edwards hasn't really done the job the last two weeks since we kind of first mentioned him on the pod since Jono um, learned who he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I can't really get around either of them. Are that are those like <laughs> Edwards probably ahead of Drinky for me? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, yeah, I'd have Edwards in front of Drinky as well, um, but I couldn't really entertain either either option. Drinky is king of the buys, like two years in a row, just dominating round thirteen. Um, and he's eight hundred. Right. No, I know, but like it's pod, right? Like. The the thing that with, which I learned about Drinky in the last game is sorry in the last buy game they then came out and looked like world beaters against the the, the storm but that game against Parramatta he was their only outlet for points when all their Origin players were away so you would think that's going to be the same again he's the creative force in that team so if they do score some points then it's probably going to be through him uh, yeah. it's more a case of kind of where do you go then with Drinky because like there are better options. Um, and like you said, 800K, he's coming off He's coming off 95, 117, and 104. So probably doing him a bit of disservice. He's a wonderful player um, and he's hit, he's hit form. But they have a buy in round 19 and then again in 24. So he's not really a run home fullback. Yeah, I, I think he's a good pot option, but that's about it. Um, very, very, very risky at that price. Yeah, I, I, and I still think even with all their outs, Penrith defensively will still be pretty good. Um, this weekend, uh, and then south south off there by so yeah oh no 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 drinky for yeah, me yeah fair enough all right time for pot of the week Dan's left us without a pod but he did say that he was very keen on my suggestion of Ramian so I might I might jot that down for him yeah he'll be very happy with that Chris who's your pot of the week yeah I've I've gone uh, oh sorry like like let's before we get into that let's recap last week so uh, of course last week uh, we had. John O go with Tago, who I believe did pretty well. I, I don't have that score. 50, 55 with a try. 60, something uh, like that. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, 49 with a try. I'm going to say it's a failure, Jono. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Chris, you went with Jason Saab, who came out of the box <laughs> quite quickly. Um, Saabi. Uh, he finished on 81 with two tries. 81. 
Yeah, eighty-one with a double. That's, he needs those tries. That's definitely a <laughs> that's definitely a pass mark, though. Well done. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But taking down pot of the week last week, and wasn't he happy about it? And he brought him in <laughs> as well. It was tubes with Philip Sammy, uh, who punched out a big ninety odd. Did he turn up in the end? Um, we're never this well prepared, are we? Um, no, no, eighty-five, eighty-five. He, down, he downgraded. <laughs> He downgraded hard, actually. He lost. He lost over ten points. He was. Uh, yeah, he, I I, he was. I'm he sure was ninety three. He was ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. So he's lost. He's lost a line break assist or something. Though. Um, but oh, well done. To, well done to Tubes. He snuck sneaks home with pot of the week, and he's. Yeah, he doesn't play this week, but then he's got a nice, nice little run of games after that. So, hopefully, he does well for Tubes there. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Chris. Your your pot of the week this week. Yeah, my pot of the week is um, yeah, probably probably in that ultra pod territory. Uh, I think he's just on 1% ownership. And there's a reason why he's ultra pod. Um, Lachlan Croker, the hookup at, at dummy half for Manly, coming off a ton. Um, obviously, obviously, there's a couple of um, couple of outs this week for Manly due to origin commitments. So, you know, Croak's got the opportunity to stand up, be counted, and get a big score against the Eels. I... Um, I, like they've got they've got the buy in nineteen. They've got the next couple of weeks is pretty tough to be fair. But I um I actually like what I've seen from him this year. I I I'm not sure if I'd have the the um the balls to bring him in. But um he you know he turned up last week and he's ultra pod. I just I just like what I've seen football wise from him lately. Yeah, I I I would agree with that. I can't really get around buying him though. Um, no, it's 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 ultra pod. <laughs> ultra pod. It's ultra pod. Ultra pod. Uh, my pod of the week is uh, Newcastle Knights centre Dane Gagai. Now, um, Mr. Gagai is averaging seventy points per game this year, which is excellent. Um, he is now only six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, which um, is obviously a discount because his three-round average is kind of down in the high fifties. Um, but he. Is just a model of consistency. His lowest score is 37 and his highest score is 109 and he's basically been sort of that 70 to 80 most weeks. So um, they miss 19, so factor in your, 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 um, your 17 to 19 numbers, but I think he's a really nice uh, run home number. They, they get four. They get um, six out of their last um, – sorry, five out of their last eight games are at McDonald Jones. So – yeah, I think he's a really nice option, sort of one percent. He's always just been a bit expensive, but this is the week I think um, for Dane Gagai purchases to to start having a look at him. So I'll go with I'll go with Mister Gagai. I really like that, and he's he's pro- he's obviously had to prove a point as well, given he missed that um, that Origin spot. And on the weekend, he was fantastic. And again, it's probably hasn't probably equated to super coach points in how good I think he has been playing. Um, defensively, he's been very, very sound, but yeah, could well, definitely go on a tear. He's averaged he's averaged seventy with two tries, like that's insane. So that that really is, and 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 what? So you've got his lowest score that you mentioned, thirty seven, yep, yep. which he's got a couple of times. So that's that's really good to be to be to be honest in a team that hasn't performed that well for an outside back. That's 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 yeah, yeah, very consistent. Yep. All right, he's on the radar. Let's lock him in. Uh, all right, Chris. That's going to see us out tonight. We got we got the mailbag out of the way, nice and early. So pretty good little pod, I think. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Matt. Good luck on the weekend, mate. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Good luck. Bye.